Welcome to the Transform Your Wealth and Health Podcast, where experts in wealth, health, and fitness help transform your life. Here's your host, Andy Arder. Today's guest is a qualified neuro-linguistic programmer, a business owner, a motivational speaker, and mentor, but is most well-known for being the former British Commonwealth and European light welterweight champion of the world, Billy Schwer. How are we doing? Here we go. Here we go. Yes. Happy days. Happy? Yes. Happy? I'm grateful. I'm really grateful. On my drive over to you. Yes. Thanks for coming over. As you know, I've had a long day. So early start. So I've been in the car for five hours already. And after you, as you know, I'm going to Yorkshire. So I've got another three hours to go. So, but what I got was, because I've been driving all the way through the city. City of London. Yeah. City of London. Yep. I was in, had a meeting in Brixton. So it took me three hours from home to get to Brixton. And uh, had a great meeting and then got in the car. So two hours to you. But what I was going through the city of London and I'm looking at, and it's a gorgeous day. Beautiful. beautiful The sun's out and it's like kind of lunchtime and everyone's out. And I'm kind of, I'm in, lucky. So I've got a beautiful car driving through, loads of traffic. And it's, I just got, I'm really grateful. Yeah. I just so happy and grateful for what I'm up to. I feel like that quite a bit sometimes. I get up and where I used to have a former life where I was right in the inner city part of London. And now I get out and we're we're pretty much on the edge of the countryside. So uh, I really do appreciate it. So tell us about your early life and career, Billy, because it's been a roller coaster. It's been a roller coaster and we're still on it. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we ain't getting off it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So strap yourself in and let's go. So early, early, early memories for me. The question that I get asked all the time, so how did you get into boxing? Why? What happened? What was that about? And um, so it's not normally what... So I've looked at what the reasons why I become the way I become and what I did, what I did and stuff. So I've so I've discovered for myself, because really based upon... My, when I retired from boxing as a 31-year-old man, I went through identity crisis because mm-hmm. my whole life I've been Billy the Boxer. I started boxing when I was eight. Wow. So then I was Billy the Boxer for all those years. And then when I retired from boxing, I was then Billy. Yeah. So I I went for an identity crisis. So then I started to work on myself and really discover who I am, what's it all about, those big questions. Who am I? What am I doing? What's the point? All that kind of stuff. And I, and I wanted to know what was it that had me step into the ring as a professional boxer prepared to die? So when I stepped into the ring, I was prepared not to come out. Mm. So my life was all about, it's like kill and be killed. It was like life and death, which is a really kind of intense way of living life. So I wanted to know, how did that get created? Where'd that come from? What's that about? And I've, and I've discovered what it was. So the reason why I become a boxer, so mm-hmm. have a listen, as you're listening, have a think for yourself. What does this story, does it connect with you? And so... I believe our identities get created as children. So it shapes our future. The things that happen to us, our experiences, just shape our future. So then, so my first experience of what I can really recall was when I was five years of age. And I'm in my mum and dad's front room, my Mm -hmm. two older sisters, Mm -hmm. Mandy and Lisa. Lisa's eight, Amanda's 11. And kids just being kids, we're rolling around the floor and they're beating me up again. <laughs> so they're just they're just a little bit bigger than me. I'm five yeah. years of age, a little skinny five-year-old. And I got one of my sisters sitting on my chest and the other one's got my arms pinned back to the floor. 
So there I am, kicking and screaming and fighting. I just couldn't fight him off. Now in that moment, I used to get so upset. I used to hyperventilate and turn blue. I thought I was going to die. I right. couldn't breathe. I just, I used to, I used to go blue. And then what they used to do, they both had beautiful long blonde hair. And as I'm pinned to the floor, they used to wave their hair in my face. And they would sing this very old song. You probably may not have heard of it. Some of the older guys might have. And they used to sing to me, Billy, don't be a hero. <laughs> don't be a fool with your love. You know that one, I don't know the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Paper, paper lace. Paper lace. That's, that's it, it. Yeah. yeah. And it was in that moment, as they're waving their hair in my face and I'm going blue and I'm thinking I'm going to die, I made a decision. I decided that no one was ever going to beat me, dominate me, hurt me, or get on top of me ever again. And it was in that moment I made the decision about myself. So we make decisions about the world, people, outside of ourselves, mm -hmm. but then we make internal decisions. And the decision I made was that I was weak. So then I had to find a way to prove and cover up and survive being weak. Yeah. So I found boxing. So I was five, so I found boxing when I was eight. Who was you boxing with? In so, so, my, so my dad was a boxer. Yeah. So that was how it all got kind of created. So I used to see in, my, in the loft, my dad's old boxing boots, his old boxing gloves, his old black and white pictures. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there was that in the background. So then what happened to me as a kid, and then at some point I asked my dad to take me down the gym. We've talked about it. And so then so then my dad set up a boxing gym in Luton. Really? Yeah. And so that's, that's how it all started. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I was good at it. So then I started when I was eight, and my first fight when I was 11. And I, I become a national champion when I was 13. So I kind of excelled it. And I didn't get on very well at school, dyslexic, struggled with it, yeah. spent most of the time looking out the window. And so I just, it wasn't for me. Mm. But I, I managed to get through it, but I, but I excelled at sport. So that was my way of kind of disappearing, not being very good at anything else. Yeah, sure. Well, you've got an incredible energy. So that means that you can take this to other people and people sort of feel you like as a bit of a whirlwind coming into the house today, for example. <laughs> You've got a positive energy about you too. And after your boxing career, I know you said you had a few issues that where you, you wasn't Billy the Boxer anymore. You, you had some identity problems. Yeah. So it's, we get attached. So a lot of athletes, boxers, I know so many, that we struggle with from the transition from being a, an athlete yeah. to life out in the so-called real world is a is a real challenge mm -hmm. and one which I really struggled with. So I was so attached to being a world champion, yeah. a world-class athlete. So then that was gone. And then as I couldn't see a future for myself outside of the boxing ring. Right. So right. I really I went, yeah, like I went through a couple of years of depression, I struggled made lots of bad choices, made yeah. mistakes, mm -hmm. kind of wrecked my marriage. I went through yeah, depression, ended up going through a divorce. Mm. And the impact of all that kind of stuff was I went bankrupt, right. kind of lost everything. I moved back in with my parents. My parents, I'm so fortunate. I've got just amazing parents mm. and an amazing family, amazing sisters. Mm. I've got extended family. My brother-in-law's are great. My, they're, they're just, I'm very, very fortunate yeah. to have got some good people around me yeah. to support me. And they've been always there for me through my tough times. Mm. And I've got some, I've got backers, I've got partners who are great and are just, who can see something within me as I can myself. And yeah. it's, it wasn't always the sh 
the star wasn't always bright. <laughs> there were tough times. I've been through some tough, dark periods. Tell us about some of the tough times, Ian, because everybody can tell people about the... Because you, you see it all the time on Facebooks and YouTubes and God knows what, where people are pushing this positive story. Yeah. Tell us about some of the tough times and how you turned them around. Well, it's, I, think, I think going bankrupt, because that wasn't, that wasn't in the script. And it was, listen, what I get is you've got to be fully responsible. So I don't blame anyone for going, but I've been bankrupt twice. Mm-hmm. Now I've made mistakes. I've got things wrong. And then at the first, my first bankruptcy, I was just, I had too much borrowing. I was overexposed. I had lots of property. I got caught out. I had, I had, some, I had some rental property empty. And then so anyway, I ended up getting my, my home repossessed and a, another apartment that I had repossessed. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to sell them. I couldn't offload them. And the market was against me. Interest rates went the wrong way. What and then I was this, Billy? It was, a, it was 08, around that time. Yeah. So then that was, so then it was, so I moved back in with my parents. They were amazing. But then it was, I felt like a complete failure. So I've gone from being a world-class athlete to being a world champion but the thing was, it was when I won the world title, it, was, it wasn't quite as sweet as what I thought it was going to be. Because there I am, champion, go back to the dressing room, and we're all celebrating. It was like, it was because I won the world title on my fourth attempt. Right. Tell us about that. So that was a journey to just to get, get, to, to, the, get, there, yeah. to, get to the fourth attempt. Mm. So I just, I'm, I just don't ever give up. <laughs> I just keep going. I keep going. Failing, failing all the time, just keeping, I just keep getting up and going again. Because it's the great little cliche about, it's not about how many times you get knocked down, it's about how many times you get up, right? Yes, yes. So then we all have a dream, a vision when we start out on our careers or our life path. And it kind of goes where it goes. And it's some of it's not intentionally. And some of it ends up where it ends up. And things don't always go to plan. Mm. I kind of realise that. Mm. But then it's just having the patience and sticking with something and pursuing it to the listen it's all about hatching a plan and yeah. you fight for what you want i've got an opportunity i never thought i'd get this opportunity to say the mike tyson thing and this is apt with yourself as well because mike tyson said everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face absolutely how true is that yeah exactly and that's it that's life and boxing is such a great metaphor for life life's a fight it's a battle it's a struggle it's confronting we don't always win mm. but you don't have to win every round to win the title that's the thing mm. and it's a long game life's a long game but in a 12 round championship fight you've only got 36 minutes of fighting to be victorious so that's that's the kind of different thing but then boxing is a great metaphor for business as well because mm. we all know i'm an entrepreneur and it's it's a challenge but the life we choose is interesting. The life that we choose, the path that we choose, that's what fascinates me. Yeah. And that's kind of got me to where I'm doing now, what I'm doing. Right. So what what's mostly is your thing that you do nowadays, Billy? So my core thing is inspiring and empowering people to live a life they love with passion, power and purpose. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, we've all heard of this, the reason, your why, what's your mm-hmm. why? Yeah. Simon Sinek, if you haven't listened to that, yeah. he's genius. Is he's it? So, yeah, yeah, it's I've a heard genius. Of him. I don't know him. Start yeah. with why. His book, I'd recommend his book. Oh, he's on YouTube. He's, he's a genius. He I've talks. Got two credits, so I can use one at least on that. He's, <laughs> he's brilliant. Yeah, start with why. And he's, he's, he talks. Now he's got some great stuff to talk about the millennials, the yeah. young guys coming through. It's amazing. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. So it's about 
connecting with why. Yeah. So my why is to inspire and empower people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that where you got into the NLP? And yeah, the... so I, before that was my first experience of kind of self-development and personal growth was 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So two years into my retirement, so I retired the first two years of my retirement, worst two years of my life. Really? Tough, yeah, yeah, tough, tough. I had a breakdown. I, I don't really know what a breakdown is, but I kind of, I really struggled through it. And I toughed it through and I got, and I went into the program, I'm going to credit, credit the Landmark Forum. So the Landmark Forum is a, a study, it's ontology, which is the study of the art and science of being. So a friend of mine talked to me about this program and he said he recommend he said go and have a look at it and I was going through some tough times. I thought he described what it was not very well. It's very tough to explain. Mm-hmm. So I I went because I was in a tough place. I thought I'll go and I'll go and do it. So I went and discovered what the landmark forum was and it was three days of training and it's a you sit in a room, 150, 200 people, you don't read or write. So the educate the learning for me kind of worked because yeah. it's like an experiential, an inquiry led learning. Yeah. So you sit in a room, you don't read or write for three days, having a conversation about what it is to be a human being. Right. And it was like wow, it's like I've never I loved it. I didn't. I was sitting in the room and I was trying to get it. I couldn't get it, and is, but you can't not get it. Yeah. So I sat there for Eventually three days clicked. and I, I toughed. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I'm like the halfway through the third day. I kind of got, and I walked out of that building never to be the same ever again. Brilliant. And that's 15 years ago. That was profound can what you, happened to me. Can you do that for people yourself now because you've done a lot of work? Yeah, transformation. Yeah, so transformation can occur in a conversation. Yeah. But I'm who I am is a champion, and I failed lots, and I, I keep inquiring into and looking at. I'm studying every day. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to books. I'm reading. I'm watching things, and transformation can occur in a conversation. Yeah. So you can get that's what that's what I'm good at. So you can get people, get them into having an insight about themselves. Mm-hmm. But then it's supporting them through the insight because listen, insights are great, but unless you take a committed action after, yeah. Yeah. they just disappear. Yeah. And I've had loads of insights, and I've had loads of transformations, and I've my life when I look back is completely different. I'm a completely different person. Mm. And I'm no longer Billy the Boxer, but that's that's who I am as well. And who we are is just a just a facet. Who we think we are is just a facet of who we really are. And I'm Billy the Boxer. It shows up and it does what it does, but then there's so many different parts to me. But unless you learn and go and look at who you really are, you don't know. Because mm. you get your identity gets created and that's you just think you are this person but what yeah. here's the thing that i really got was what had me be a champion in the ring mm-hmm. had me fail outside right so that's the paradox yeah so those winning attributes aggressive determined selfish self-centered always right domineering all those things that work really well in the boxing ring they don't work outside mm. they don't work in life in business in relationships but I didn't know how to be anything else mm-hmm. because I was Billy the Boxer. Yeah, sure. So it's only when I've dismantled myself really to look at who I really am that now I can be whoever I need to be whenever it whenever it's needed. I could be Billy the Boxer or I can be Billy Listen, listen, I am I am love. I am I am love. I am love, freedom and happiness. Mm-hmm. So that's why I am mm-hmm. for myself. 
That's what allows me to drive around the city, bumper to bumper, feeling fantastic. Because I am freedom, love, joy, and happiness that's for brilliant. myself. That's brilliant. Way and that's what I, and I want everyone to have that. And I look at people and I, I wonder what their lives are about. I just want everyone to try and get through this life as mm-hmm. best they can mm-hmm. and be and be happy and be on purpose and be fulfilled and. But they're not always going to be like that. So I know you've been doing some speaking, some mentoring and some coaching. Tell us about your programmes and what you do on that line. Yeah, so I love working with... my. What's happened is I kind of work with sales teams. Because my thing is mental boxing. My brand is mental boxing. Now, if you think about it, mental boxing, winning, all that kind of... That world is really relates to sales teams very well. Yeah. So, so I go and work with sales teams. I do. I've, got, I've created a seven-step winning formula. Mm-hmm. So he's boxing as a metaphor, and it's like step number one is win or lose. You choose. So it's about the choices we're making. Yeah. The things, the choices that we're that we're not, the actions we're taking, and the actions that we're not taking. Mm-hmm. So then step two is KO fear. So if we can, if you look at, if we could confront and challenge ourselves, our fears, on a daily basis, what would be what would be available? What would be possible? Mm-hmm. Step number three is fight for what you want. So a lot of the times you don't know what you want. So you may think you know what you want, but that's the thing to look at. So mm. when I retired from boxing, I didn't know what I wanted. Mm. So these have all been kind of made up through my experience about as a fighter, but then as a fighter outside of the ring, because we're all fighters. Each and every one of us are fighters and we're all fighting something. And the thing that we're fighting is mainly ourselves. And that's mental boxing. So it's the the internal dialogue, the little voice in our heads. It's that battle that we're having daily. That's the fight we're looking to win. And that's the challenge. So step number four is you're only good at your next fight. So what that means is you're only good as the future that you're living into, your next fight, your next sale, your next job, whatever it may be. Because the past is the past. Once it's done, it's done. So then it's about creating and designing a compelling and exciting future to live into. I love it. Go for it. And that's and that's what it's all about. Because yeah. that has you be a certain way in the present moment. Yeah. So if your future, when I when I retired from boxing, I was living into an abyss of darkness, blackness. So my future I was living into was that. Mm. So that had me feel depressed. Yeah. So the trouble is with if we're in a kind of depression or where we, we focus in on what we've got or what we don't want and we kind of end up with more of it mm-hmm. so you're only because the next the next fight is all about that future so you have to you kind of have to get out of your head it's about designing that future and just daydream it into existence and invent it because the best way yeah. to uh, is about the future is to invent one right yeah, yeah exactly and that, yeah. that's that's the, that and that's hard when you're not winning you're maybe not getting the results that you want. And that's the that's the challenge. When I was going through that tough times, is to, to to invent the future was difficult. So then we got um, step number five is take it on the chin. So we all have to take it on the chin, yeah. metaphorically speaking. Mm-hmm. Things are not going to go our way. So these relate to my journey about becoming a world champion. So then it's though so then step number six is jab a move. Jab and move. So as boxers, we're always jabbing and moving. We're always looking for a new approach. We're looking for new angles, new ways of winning. So we're just kind of looking all the time. So in life, if things are not going your way, look for another approach. Because Henry Ford, what did he say? Yeah. What was his quote? 
If you always do what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've always got. So if things are not going your way, make some changes. So the thing about that is, so when I failed on my third attempt to become the world champion, I looked at myself and said, right, what do I need to change? And I needed to move up a weight because making the weight was a real struggle. Right. As boxers like jockeys, we're always making the weight, mm. dieting, dehydrating, it's tough. So I moved up a weight. And a lot of the changes we need to make, they're, they're right in front of our faces, mm -hmm. but we can't see them all the time. It's like everyone else can see them, but we can't see them. So then I moved up a weight and that was, that was when I become victorious and become the world champion mm. in, my, in the next weight category. Did you enjoy the training? I loved the training, I loved the lifestyle, and it was 24 seven, it was like I was obsessed by it. Mm. Now what had me be obsessed and what had me go to the lengths beyond anything was my fear of being killed in the ring. Mm. Really? I, I've had a friend of mine killed in the oh, ring. My. I know guys have been brain damaged, but professional boxing is a brutal business mm. and you can get killed. Mm. So what had me get up at five o'clock in the morning, run in the rain, the sleet, the snow, train beyond anything was yeah. the fear of dying. So that was a pretty powerful motivator, right? Uh, yeah. So I was yeah. moving away from that fear, moving towards becoming the champion. Now we were, we we're lucky enough to have the belt that you won here on the table. Thanks very much for <laughs> bringing it along and letting me try it on. It fitted me by the way. Just about. No, no, hang on. Yeah, you've grown, me. you've stretched a bit around that way. So I, I thought you're doing. I heard someone say I look good in it as well. <laughs> I'm not too sure. Well, but... Really? Yeah, yeah. I must have, must have been out of the room. <laughs> but thanks for doing that. And we were talking about my free fights that I had. Genius, yes. Come on, let's talk I about... I could have been a contender. I could have been a contender. Let's talk about the perfect record that I had. You do, you know, do you know what the perfect record Sh is? Share, please. Won one, lost one, drew one. There we go, perfect. You see, because now I can talk about it all. Yay. Now, did you ever draw a fight? I never drew a fight. You see, got... There ask you go. me all about it, Billy. Yeah, how was, that, how was it drawing a fight? How was, was that like? Just as hard as winning and losing. <laughs> I got punched just as many times, I think. <laughs> your, your nose ain't too bad, though, is it? You're, you're, no, you're I think I quit at the right point. I, I actually broke my nose twice playing right. football. There believe it or not so there yeah it was it was um yeah i managed to survive the the no breakages with the boxing and uh, did it in football instead so. <laughs> <laughs> there you go so what's going to be billy in the future so billy right now and in the future is just ongoingly i'm very creative i'm creating i've just finished my book yes my tell second us, my second book tell us all about the book so the book and two if you like so the book, let's go, let's go the latest book. So yeah. the book is called Man Up, mm -hmm. The World Champion Way. Mm -hmm. So it's been distilled. I've created a success model and it's about, there's a positive and negative cycle. So there's a positive 3D cycle, the 3Ds. Yeah. So if you, if you imagine a triangle, so with discipline and dedication on the bottom of the base of the triangle with desire at the top. So desire is the starting point of all achievement. It's the first principle of success. So that's crucial that we know what we want because if we don't know where we're going, we ain't going to get there. So then it's applying discipline and being dedicated over time. It's like self-discipline, really. Mm -hmm. And it's being dedicated over time to fulfill on your desires. So that's all well and good. That's what had me become a world champion, having that strong desire. So when I failed, when I went to Vegas, top of the bill in Las Vegas, mm -hmm. failed on that attempt, it was back to the drawing board and back to looking at what my desire was, was to become a champion. So then we start again. So then I, I built myself back up. I got to become the European champion. Mm -hmm. 
I defended that three times. And then I got to be ranked number one in the world. So then I got another shot of the world title, yeah. which I lost again. And there was loads of controversy behind that one. But then I got back to the desire again and get back to the drawing board. And then we push for the what it was. Mm -hmm. So then I got another shot of the world title. My third attempt, the desire was burning. It's having a burning desire that enables you to keep coming back in the face of adversity, mm -hmm. setbacks and defeat because they're going to come. How can you get this within a man on the street? Because we haven't all got the same amount of desire. But if someone comes to you and they want help, how do you get that within them? You look at and inquire into what they're dealing with, their life, what is it that they want, what they're looking to achieve, the reason why, what's driving the why, what is it, are you moving towards something or away from something, what are you fearful of, what what do you really, really want? Mm -hmm. it's, all, it's all hopes and dreams and desires. They, they Dreams do come true, yeah. they do. So we kind of, as we get a little bit older, we may lose our dreams and we may think that it's not possible. And it's kind of, we've got to keep moving towards what it is that we want. Mm -hmm. And then we have to keep reinventing it. And we have to, listen, I tell everyone, just get out there and fail. Just get out there and fail. Just yeah. keep failing, keep failing, keep failing, keep failing, keep failing. And eventually, yeah. and it's, but the thing about it is, it's enjoying the ride. Yes. Because we get so, what's the word I'm looking for? We get so significant and so caught up in it's not happening. Yeah. Which is easy to say, but if you're skint, got no money, struggling, it's difficult in those tough, dark times to think like that. Mm, yeah. Is it because people think too much about the naysayers? Do you think that's a lot of it? Because you were saying to me earlier that you thought that boxing at the highest level was around about 80% mental. Yeah, I know. I, so I I think 80% of fights are won in your head. Yeah. And that's mental boxing. Mm. So in life, out there, in the world... I've just got a knack of not quite, not, I don't really listen to people. Now that's, that's worked for me, but it's also worked against me. Mm. So, I, so I'm very kind of righteous, but I'm different now. So I do take coaching. I've got coaches. I've got, I've got support people yeah. around me to, and I do listen, mm -hmm. but, but fundamentally I'm driving for what I want. And I, and I'm, and I'm certain I'm going to get there. And it's, it's not an easy ride, but just having the belief in yourself yeah. and keep going until you get closer to it. And you, and the, what I get also is, it's not being too attached to the outcome. Mm. So when I won the world title, it was beautiful. It was like, it was like a relief. And it was, I'd, I'd, I'd done it. But mm. it wasn't quite as sweet as what I thought it was. Because what happened was, I got hit so hard in the 12th and final round in the back of the head. Mm -hmm. I'm in the change room and I can't see. I've got double vision, I can't I can't see, we're all delighted and everyone's there, I've got everyone's in my changing room just, and, I, and I'm kind of out of my head. Yeah. So then I get dressed, I get in the car and we start to make our way back to Luton because the fight was at Wembley in London, central London, mm -hmm. and we're making our way back to Luton, which is like an hour's drive away, and I'm in the car and I, I just don't feel right. I've got double vision, I can't see straight and it's like... So I'm starting to I'm starting to get concerned. Yeah. And so then um, I was with my wife at the time and I said, listen, put the car over, I, I feel sick. So I got out of the car and I I went to the side and I I threw up and I was violently sick. So my mum and dad were in the car behind, so they pull up as well. So then I'm throwing up and it's like 
that's when the alarm bells went. So we went straight to hospital, missed the party. Everyone's celebrating without me. Everyone's going, where's Billy? Where's Billy? Oh, and, in I'm, hospital. and I'm in hospital. <laughs> and everyone's getting drunk without me. Oh, and they're, yeah, they're trying to find me. And I'm, I'm, so I, I arrive at the hospital and I'm, I'm lying there on the hospital trolley awaiting a brain scan. Because as I said earlier, I've had a friend of mine killed in the ring and I got his brain damaged and it's, it's, it was real. Mm. And it was like, it was frightening. So I've got my, my family are there and it's, it's a concern. But luckily enough, it was only concussion. They released me after two days. So I left the hospital a champion and went on holiday to recover. And then I, I came back and I had my first defense only three months later. Now, hindsight is a wonderful thing. Isn't Guys, just, listen, yeah. have yeah. some foresight. We need to have some foresight because the person I listened to myself wasn't the best person to listen to. So I had my first defense only three months later and the fight was an absolute battle and I got knocked out in the 11th round. Ooh. So I lost my world title in my first defense and uh, not only that, I ended up back in hospital. But this time I traveled in style. I went in an, am in an ambulance. <laughs> they stretched me out of the ring and I'm um, um, straight to hospital. So we go in, it's a Saturday night, dodging through the traffic, the sirens are blaring and I'm looking out the window and it's a dark, rainy night. And it was in that moment I realized my life as I know it was over. And then that was when I made the toughest decision I have ever made. There and then. There and then to retire from professional boxing. So have you ever made a life-changing decision? They're tough, right? Mm. And it was in that moment my kind of whole world fell apart. My whole life I've been Billy the Boxer, so now I'm Billy and who's Billy? Those questions I started to ask myself, now what? And I, the thing was, I really doubted I'd be that good at anything ever again. Mm. I've been a world champion, so what could I do now? So what do you do after being a world world champion boxer? And it was a, that was a real struggle, and I really grappled with that for a long time. Yeah, and I struggled. Yeah, and that was the tough that was this tough period that I started to get into. Mm. So winning the world title, and I lost it. And then then I made mistakes, and then I kind of went for a tough time and I kind of as I was going through my personal crisis through the depression my house getting repossessed having no money having no future and as I crashed to the bottom I realized that what I was doing and who I was being just wasn't working mm -hmm. and I realized in that moment I need to make some changes again so I so I got responsible so I realized that my future was my responsibility so I better do something about it. So that's when I started to pick myself up again. I, I kind of got into the gym. I went back to the gym, but not the boxing gym. I went to the mind gym. That's when I did the landmark forum. That's yeah. when I started to read loads of books. Yeah. I went to seminar after seminar. I was, I was I become a seminar junkie. I loved it. And I, I invested a lot of time, effort and money into reinventing myself. Mm -hmm. And it was during that period that I started to learn how to coach, mentor, and train others. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of, it was in that moment that I, I kind of discovered how much that I love people, yeah. which shocked me because I spent all my life bashing people up. <laughs> yes. And it was, or getting, yeah, or getting bashed or up getting more, bashed or getting up bashed well. up more like. Yeah. And it was in that moment, in that period of my life, that I awakened to my life purpose to inspire and empower people to live a life they love with passion, power, and purpose. 
And that's what my life is all about. And that's when I discovered my true calling to become a personal performance coach and a, and a speaker. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started to really have a close look at what it was that had me, just a normal kid from Luton, town in Bedfordshire in England, become a world champion boxer. And that was when I created my seven steps. Mm-hmm. So how can people get in touch with you who want to hire you as a speaker or so the place the place yeah listen boxing is a great metaphor for life yeah and i've created 10 knockout tips that will take you to the top Mm -hmm. even you Andy, even you (laughs) get these 10 tips will get you down to your fighting weight again oh thanks mate so so come over to come over and i want to create a movement so my, my intention is to create a mental boxing movement. So come and join it over at mentalboxing.com and pick up your 10 top tips for free and become part of the movement. And that's the best way to get me. And have a look around my website. I've got an apparel clothing range. We've right. got some hoodies, some t-shirts, some polos. So we've got that going on. You can discover about all my, my coaching and speaking stuff. So it's all there, all at mentalboxing.com. Billy, thanks for coming over. I hope you've enjoyed the show and we'll look forward to doing it again sometime. Pleasure, my pleasure. And listen, guys, just live into the future. Create your future. Just love it. and It's just being really present to what you have and just, listen, it, you may not get it first time around like me. You might have to go back. You might have to fail a few times. But keep the faith. Have patience. And dreams do come true. Just go and live your life and give it your best shot because you've only got one shot. Thanks for that, Billy. Let's get ready to rumble. I hope this podcast gives you inspiration. And if you want to contact me, I'm Andy Arter, and it's transformyourwealthandhealth at gmail.com.